Welcome to In Conversation, I'm your host, Brett Rogers. As we head into the third week of lockdown, I really wanted to speak with people who are perhaps a little bit further ahead than us in the, in the, the handling of the crisis. And luckily I came across a person called Slindile. Slindile is a young South African woman living in Hunan province in China. She's a teacher and a lawyer, and um, she's just 500 kilometers away from Wuhan. Um, where the pandemic uh, started, as we all know. And she had just arrived there and all of a sudden um, was thrust into this crazy new reality. Um, and it was really special to talk to such an upbeat, positive, um, kind and generous person. And um, I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. Here's Slindile. Hello. Hi, Slindile. How are you oh, doing? the quality of the sound is perfect how did you know i know isn't it amazing oh it's so my good huh? Goodness, this is magic <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just going to do a i'm going to do a quick plug for the app i use uh sure. they don't give me anything unfortunately but i'm using anchor fm and oh, it's see, the yeah. most incredible podcast app ever it makes me oh, so happy this is perfect all, all right. right so listeners i'm joined by silendile mklongo a South African in China. How are you doing, Selendile? I'm all right. And how are you doing? Uh, I think uh, we're all just verging on all right at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I think that you're in a slightly different position to me. But before we get on to sure. uh, COVID and lockdown, all that stuff, let's uh, find out a bit about you. Can you tell us who you are and what you're doing in China? Ooh, all right. So my name is Selendile, Selendile Pearl. And I'm originally from KZN always been a wanderer inland. So I studied, finished high school in KZN and then I ventured off into Cape Town where I pursued my law degree. So I did an LLB. And then after I completed my degree, I then went into Pretoria to start working as a article clerk um, and a law firm, which is pretty cool. Litigation has my heart. I'm, I'll always be a law enthusiast. And um, I think being in law will always be um, a passion of mine. But then, like the true millennial that I am, my heart started wondering about happiness and the pursuit thereof. I started <laughs> questioning my very being and who am I and what purpose do I serve in the world? <laughs> and, what is my truth? What is my truth? <laughs> what am I here to do? What will I serve? Um, and I'm fortunate enough to have um, a mother who is enabling in that regard. And she's just always been very much go wherever your wings feel they need to flee. And um, then I just randomly applied to go teach in China during a retention as associate. So I just started my litigation career, junior professional, legal professional, finished off my articles. And then I just thought to myself, there'll always be a reason not to go. So I might as well just go. And then I ended up leaving. And now I... I'm in a one-year contract, intending on staying the year for um, a conversational English teacher in a local high school, so the high school in mm -hmm. this district. Cool. Uh, how, so you've been there. So how long have you been there now? Eight months now. If you're in, in eight how long months. You, yeah. So eight months. Yeah. Eight months into your a one-year contract. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Almost um, full time. Almost. So. Um, 
what's it like? Are you enjoying it? Uh, I, I, I mean, was... I suppose there's a couple of ways of looking at that. Are you enjoying the work and are you yeah. enjoying your adventure and finding yourself and doing all that? You know what? Like, I genuinely have, um, I, I'm a stickler for routine. I'm a stickler for, like, a diary system. I'm a stickler for 8 a.m., 9 a.m. And also, I, I, I think there's an adrenaline that you get and um i'm a, i'm in court i'm running up and down i'm sweating it's litigation disputes so i've always been used to that kind of rhythm and that flow and that fast pace and i'm just a junkie for corporate in general and then i came to a dead still so i don't even know i think on on my instagram i'm about the only person who tags this location so like it's genuinely just in the middle of nowhere such a shock to the system it's um it's an equivalent to a township of sorts but there's literally no like busy social life i haven't come apart like i haven't walked past a bar or anything like that i don't think i've seen like a cinema of sorts like people here like socially eat together like they socialize by eating and it's very uh, communal uh, and very like um you know people fulfill these roles and work and they work all day and then they shop so it's lots of shopping lots of eating not much like what you'd find in Joburg where it's like oh i'm going to a market or i'm going to it's not much of that nice. and i've done my fair share of walking around to see what's happening in this town but um, it's big, as big as China can be. I guess China is relatively quite massive. So um, even your small places yeah. are quite large. Um, so yeah, to answer your question then, I have had a phenomenal experience. Yeah, it's been so soothing, so calming. I've been able to think and I've been able to process things a lot clearer. I am able to just touch base with myself on a much more frequent occasion than I would have in the past. And I have been able to just strategize and plan. Well, before everything like went to shit, but like, I was just like, okay, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know what I want to do. Like, I love the law. I can't wait. Like as even as like an immigrant to the side or an expat, let me say, um, it, I figuring out the laws with regards to foreigners working in China and like the health assessments and trying to understand, I'll always have that legal mindset of how does this work? Okay, what if they do pick up that I have XYZ virus? What kind of viruses are there? Would they then deport me? So that interest was triggered by that. I thought maybe I'd do a master's, maybe do a master's in China in international law. But then, um, mm -hmm. and then I was just like, oh, maybe not. So I was still just weighing my options but it was a happy life and the kids are phenomenal they're brilliant minds they're so smart really? so i wouldn't have been able to work with young kids like small small kids it's it's really delightful to work with kids who at at the very least understand um the basics and the structure that they have the framework so the difficulty mm -hmm. with china is that it's homogenous as you know so everybody kind of speaks Mandarin or speaks Chinese and the local dialects that they converse in. So the kids watch Chinese shows, they in the playgrounds, they play speaking to each other in Chinese. They don't really have much contact with the English language outside of sitting in a classroom prepping tenses and um, prepping the technicalities around English. So they'll be phenomenal at parroting stuff and they have like these recording systems, but they're not really good at the conversational responses past, how are you? 
um, that's what I help them with okay. and that's what I do. It's really fulfilling. Kids are amazing and they're just so bright and so smart and they're hilarious and we give each other headaches and it's, it's a fun role. To, it's a fun <laughs> role to fill. Um, but yeah, so it's been good. I've been good. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you told me where you stay, um, you stay in Hunan, yeah, yes? Yeah, yeah, Hunan. Yeah, Hunan province. Um, Hunan, Hunan province. So when I googled Hunan province, the first thing that came up was the Zhang Jiaji uh, National Forest. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. With the sacred mountains. <laughs> yeah. Have you been yes, there? Have. have you been there? I have, I have. Oh my I, God, I, it looks amazing. So it, it, I really... I feel like I'm an avatar. <laughs> They did shoot Avatar there. They shot the movie Avatar there. So I take, I, I really want to give them credits because they have like a lot of hiking spots and mountains. So that's me from Cape Town. That's something that I loved in Cape Town and that transferred um, into mm. my stay here. So I Googled around like what's available. Everything is four hours away from where I am. So um, Jangjajia is like five-ish hours away. It was a bus ride away it was my first adventure outside of my town so um cool. it was really cool like really really cool i've done like my fair share of hiking and um just visiting the nearest town five hours away four hours away so yeah really really cool <laughs> <Wow>. like <laughs> really really cool um outdoorsy activities it's fun it's a lot of fun yeah Okay, so we've been dancing on the sure. issue. Um, let's talk about Corona. Okay. Let's talk about COVID nineteen. Um, so, <laughs> so um, what's it been like for you as a South African uh, in lockdown in China, and how long have you been in lockdown? Ooh, is it? I don't know. I genuinely don't know what to say. I want to pre-text this with, mm. I, I believe that my mind and my brain, just as a means of like preservation and like just like containing the situation and containing my anxieties, completely like disengaged from like any anxieties that I may have around it. So I might not be like the best source via what exactly has been happening or how I've been feeling. I might not be the best person to engage with mm. in that regard but that's just like a, a just a response a reflex mechanism that occurred immediately because i'm alone here i am the only african person mm. in town uh i think there's another expat that i met coincidentally and he's met to a local and he's been here a while he's quite old so i think there's like a total of two or three foreigners that are teaching in um, Lishian County. Um, so I lost <laughs> you. I lost you at when you said you were the only uh, African in town. Yeah, so I'm the only African in town. I believe there's three expats in town in total. So three foreign teachers, white jazz, and um, so it, it's not like I have much of a social life. Um, in in China, uh, in the province that I'm in, or the town that I'm in, let's say that rather. Mm. And um, so I have friends, and the friends that I make are purely based on chance via at least being bilingual to some capacity because as much as I can hear Chinese now, I understand a lot of the Mandarin because I don't practice it every day to share to the children here in the school. I also can't speak Mandarin fluently because I'm not exposed to 
conversational dialogue every day. So it's a little bit lonely. I and um, I it, I, I'm, I'm alone this side. And uh, I, it was just a just to preserve my sanity. I genuinely just chose to take whatever it is that I can control and control that and everything yeah. else and leave it be. That's so, some... um, Sorry yeah. for interrupting you there. That's, that's no, something no. that um, you did a, a, a post on Twitter that went um, pretty viral um, sure. about how to look after yourself um, in, in lockdown. I'm sorry, I didn't get, how, yeah. long have you, how long have you been in lockdown? Um, I don't know how to describe it because okay. I don't have access to the news channels or updates. I just watch on the ground is what's happening. Okay. But in the, uh, it was day 56 when I did my tweet. So I've been in okay. lockdown for 56 days where there's curfews. And then around day 62, uh, around day 62, things were loosened via how strict things got around us. So uh -huh. um, our security lessened curfew hours. We were allowed to leave the premises a lot longer. Even though there were still temperature readings locally, there was still a general lockdown and operations. Okay. And then right up until this past week, um, where some people don't have their face masks on, but I'm not working yet. So uh -huh. I'm still technically in lockdown because I think children are of paramount importance. So adults can take the risk. Businesses can run outside and take the risk, but um, children need to, we need to ensure that the children are in the safest possible um, environment. And I don't know of any schools that have opened. Yesterday was the first time that the school bell rang. So that wow. was day 76. So I don't know how to, okay. yeah, so I don't know how to explain the bound. I know that for the sake of synergy and the sake of continuing commerce and the sake of business, um, a lot of the um, stricter restrictions kind of lessened around day 64-ish, 65-ish. So and then within context, the last week, yeah. For context, we've, um, so we've been in lockdown, official lockdown for 12 days. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. so. I think I've I've been in lockdown for about sixteen to eighteen days because um, uh -huh. our, our work our work um, closed the offices a, a bit sooner than the lockdown. Um, so oh, yeah. that's like one sixth of the amount of time that you've been doing this. So I think that you have yeah. some some knowledge that is probably helpful. Um, so yeah. one of the things that you mentioned actually in this conversation, but it was also your number one in your tweets was focus on what is within your control. What do you mean by yeah. that? So, well, for me, like, I don't know. I, I think that's just how, I, it might sound like I've been conditioned in mainland China to just obey the law and do what you can where you can. But mm. I've genuinely always had that attitude. If I can't help it and I can't further anything by it, then like, I'm not going to worry much about it. And um, I, I, mm. I learned very quickly to set aside my democratic um, origins and my free democratic, like just bloodline and just go mm. with what the laws and the rules are in mainland. So for me, um, I, what I watched and witnessed immediately was the outside of just the general obedience to what needed to be done and the general um, just uh, adherence to safety and no contact. I, 
I hadn't seen my my only local friend. <laughs> we saw each other for the first time yesterday. Like that's like day seventy six. So like it was no, there was no room for leisure or no room for mistakes or error. So um, it was a tacit. It was an agreement amongst us as the people in this community that uh, it, it it need not be spoken. That this is what we have to do in order for whoever operates within the niche of resolutions to find mm. a solution. So mm. I don't operate in medicine. I can't really have an opinion on the medical like um, expertise of doctors. I don't operate within policy making. So I can't really frustrate myself around any policies that I make. Um, what I can focus on is one and most importantly is the sanctuary that is my home. So not allowing people in and out of my home. And that is mm. the place I feel safest. And then just my general responsibility to whoever's next to me or near me. So it, it starts with me and then it kind of vibrates outward. So what I yeah. can control yeah. is my actions. I can control what I eat. I can control how I stay sane. I can control when and how I move about. Uh, what I can't control is what the next person's doing or the next person kind of just, I don't know, leap breaking curfew or the next person mm. not wearing a mask. That, that I can't control in that small capacity. Mm. Nor can I control policymaking, nor can I control the medical experts and their rapid solution. And just a general understanding of a novelty issue. It's brand new. And if it's new, there won't be any precedent of solution. So it's a working draft right up until there is an active um, resolution. So that's so, just my attitude towards that. So did, did people um, in Hunan province all s seem to like come together and, and obey and do the things correctly according to the, the lockdown procedures? Automatic automatic uh -huh. it wasn't it wasn't up for debate there was no question and uh, i blame myself i'm a little bit like out of touch with local news but i don't have the luxury of identifying which news anchors are least biased like you would back home to be like okay uh -huh. these guys sure. are definitely so i don't have that so i don't much i don't engage much with the media here and and so i relied largely on my employer and our reciprocal relationship for them to communicate and also um, the people that I consider family on the side of town to also just communicate what boundaries they are. But it was, it was in the air. It wasn't, there was no mm. question about it. Uh, I think I woke up the one morning, it was like around Feb 7, I think like day 10-ish of lockdown. And I walked outside and my school gate was locked and my brain just broke at like, how do you lock me in without letting me know in advance? And, like, <laughs> and I was just like trying to communicate with security to be like, I just need water. And the security was just like, tomorrow, tomorrow. And I was like, no, today, I need water today. And he was just like, tomorrow. And the law is the law is the law. So there's not going to be a way around that. I think wow. uh, I had a delivery of a box of like a box of like a whole lot of water come to my house later that day. But um, I think security doesn't speak English. I don't speak Mandarin, but it was just a general like I cannot let you out of these premises. And that is just the rules right now. And then wow. I think he might have told someone and then they sent water to my house. So <laughs> there's um, a lot of communal um, support and structure. And it's it, it, it's very um, it was immediate. There was no 
announcement or preparation or any, it was just immediate and this is what needs to be done. Also granted the external pressures from the rest of the world that were looking in and mm, the observations mm. and criticisms of um, the government um, kind of action taken that might have triggered the measures taken. So uh, I, yeah, it was immediate. And there was no warning. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. yeah. You, you spoke, uh, you mentioned your family over there. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how have you been in touch? I mean, of course you have, but um, how are your family doing over here? So your granny wasn't feeling well. Um, how, how have you managed kind of oh, uh, family dynamics from so far away? Yeah. So I I'd identify my mom as a caregiver right now because she looks after my grand. So um, that relationship was just in passing via a like uh, a sobering moment of, well, this thing is, it might, I don't know, people starting to say, okay, you might not know you're ill or you might not know that you're sick and um, you might just pass it on to someone who might not be as strong as you immune system wise. And that was just a mention Mm -hmm. of um, that responsibility that I have. So initially my heart broke at um, my friend here, her name is Samira and her not availing herself for like us. I don't know. I just want to have lunch together or I'm not going to cough in your face. Like I just want to sit with you and like not lose my mind Mm. while I sit alone. But I obviously didn't communicate that with her because it was a tacit agreement between us. It was just like, this is what we have to do right now. And she lives down the road. So it was just like half baffling me, but because I'm an adult, you have to adapt. But um, then I realized that's an, like identifying her responsibility toward me and her responsibility toward her family also made me sober up to my responsibility towards my family. So had the opportunity come by, I could have taken a flight home to go home who I don't judge anyone who went home. I don't, but um, Mm -hmm. I could have taken the opportunity, which was made available to me to go home. But now I'm home and my grandmother happens to be sick with flu or bronchitis um, in that time. And now I'm kind of endangering her and I'm not being responsible toward mm. her in my um, mm. like selfish endeavor to seek safety, mm. whatever safety might have seemed to appear as in that time. So um, I think that was just that reflection on that social responsibility toward each other and um, how we can best protect each other as a community, because that's what needs to be prioritized during this time. You mentioned uh, you mentioned being alone. Um, yeah. Are you alone in your, in your apartment? Or yeah, do you have so I live alone. I live alone. Okay, okay. Um, and, wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. It's actually like a pretty intense serving of like <laughs> this experience. <laughs> but Wow, but... <laughs> you've really had a, a concentrated <laughs> level of isolation. But my, like my mom is an absolute sweetheart and she was on the phone with me every day and she did her best oh, not to speak about like anything like current affairs and she might have been scared herself so she genuinely was just like prioritizing normalcy like triggering some normalcy around like my situation my friends were just like phenomenal and they just tag teamed like you know just chats and checking up on me I'm sure they like whispered in the dms to be like is she okay like should we call her and like should we set up a schedule or something to just make it seem normal for her and um, some loved ones who really just pulled, just follow, it was just follow through with support and whatever you need and just making this really absurd reality, like feel a little bit normal. 
And then I just appeased yep. myself with some activities. I started getting into makeup and I got really good at it. And like, I get committed oh, to nice, projects. Nice. <laughs> I get like super <laughs> committed to projects. So <laughs> I started like doing my makeup and I got ritual of self-care with like face masks and stuff. And um, yeah, so I just like kept myself occupied with those. Eventually over time, I signed up for online courses, more productive means of killing yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I yeah, did those. I got into some photography. So I just like used the time that I had. But again, it wasn't a shock to the system. I went from a completely busy life to a, a relatively okay schedule into like nothingness but it wasn't like a complete shock to the system that life slowed down it just kind yeah. of came to a bit of a standstill and i had to keep myself occupied so i'm uh, i'm on day day 12 mm -hmm. of isolation mm -hmm. so now i've learned something from you i appreciate it Thank <laughs> you. i'm just I, I think i'm gonna start studying in week in week three i don't think i'm gonna There's study just yet no pressure um, <laughs> like no pressure i know i know <laughs> so, so this is something that i've noticed yeah. is the is the the, the the term i heard was productivity yeah. porn yeah 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 that everybody is like forcing you to like uplift yourself and learn something and develop you know and what? grow and do exercise. It's not our fault. Yeah, tell me. It's not our fault. Like we're genuinely like junkies for a sense of like, I, I don't know, it sounds bad, but everybody wants to feel important and everyone wants to feel like they're mm. making some difference and everyone wants to feel like they've contributed towards some bigger venture. And we can only achieve that practically because there's like billions of people around the world by like, I don't know, doing well in the law firm or being the best practicing nurse or being like a good artist or a good musician or, an, or like being worldly and traveled. So we attain these like urges. Um, we attain these, we fulfill these urges by um, keeping occupied. Now, if you tell me that like I cannot do what I have defined myself as like important in, and I, that no longer serves any importance and that's no longer needed right now. Um, that uh, disuse, I think is what they call it, where you just, there's no purpose to you anymore, kind of drives people towards like a yearning for like, I, at least I'm good at this. Like at least I can do makeup really well mm. or I can fill up the time with like my a values couple here. of crunches. My value is here. Or like I can motivate people. I think like people like frantically went on Instagram live. It was the most phenomenal thing to just sit and observe at like how like the human mind is wired and how we fulfill like these urges that are, that are natural and that are valid in the circumstances and how we live life. And, but like, I really quite like amusing to like watch, but um, yeah, I think I did a thread just for the sake of doing a thread. And I was just like, oh, I initially was very um, hesitant to give an opinion on anything or say anything just because of the global climate mm. and the, you know, just the hate mm. speech and people, you know, it's open to misinterpretation if you say something. And um, I very much I see, have yeah. always just, you know, steered and caution with political affairs. And um, so I said nothing initially. And I was quite insulted by people asking me for tips and hints because I was just like, how can I give you tips? I'm still going through the motions. Like it's not in hindsight yet. Yeah. So by that, I think by the time day 58 <laughs> came, I was just like, well, this is what I do every day. 
and um like i guess it serves some i did not anticipate like that kind of um feedback and interaction um it was really highly stimulating and like incredibly so and a little bit much for me personality wise i just couldn't like i just i couldn't like sustain it cuz i was like it's not my, it's yeah. not in me to um engage with that many people and everyone just wants to know stuff and people ask me do you know about the cure and i was like well no i don't do you so like it's just like where you would you would have known you would have known if there was one where in my thread of just live life as best as you can did you conclude that i would have those kind of answers so like um, well i suppose everybody's everybody's yeah, desperate right everybody's desperate yeah. for some some knowledge yeah. or or anything but um Slindile thank you so much for your no time problem. how can our listeners follow you and follow uh, the the adventures of a um african lawyer teaching english <laughs> in hunan province <laughs> i am <laughs> who is now a much better photographer and makeup artist than she was before i am <laughs> having a great time on twitter like twitter has my heart that's where all my cousins at okay. um so it's Slindile S I L I N D I L E M underscore that is my name, and then I mean, I guess you can follow me on Instagram, but like you won't really want to when you get there. That's Lindy, that's Lindy <laughs> underscore Mshongo. So um, yeah, otherwise stay safe, you know, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other, and worry about what you can. So yeah. All right. Slindile, thank you so much for your time. Have a beautiful day in thank China. You. And um, we'll, we'll have a, a coffee when you return to, to the motherland. Okay. Awesome. Right. Bye. Cheers. Bye.